right, well, we've got the very exciting top 10 interior offensive linemen to get to. No guests today. Honestly, it's not an exciting position, so uh, well, I don't think anyone's I, knocking down I, the I enjoyed anymore. reading up on some of these players and watching some yeah, highlights. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, yeah, I, got, I don't want to ruin the mood, but since there wasn't very much stats to look at, I had to really do some dig, like deep digging, so I didn't have time to get some highlights down. So, oh, don't worry, know. Tim. I got two videos for you. Oh, God. Look at <laughs> Learning. Learning. Found yeah. some time. I've gotten yeah. something out of you here. But, uh, yeah, no, I uh, – it's time to show the big boys love. I, uh, I, 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 I like the list. It made me interesting. I will say it um, makes me upset because I think – where would you – all right, full disclaimer, we'll say Brooks is obviously not on the list because he's not Correct. I think I would have put him at, I think, two. If I was allowed to put him in there, I think I would have put him at two. Based on who I have at one and two, I might have him at three. But he's definitely, like, top three. And you I don't think our, I think our one and two are the same, and Possible. I think that Brooks has been. I mean, I think he was yeah. PFF's best. He was yeah, guard he was. last year. So. I actually have it. He was the number one uh, PFF guard, and he was the fifth in uh, pass protection. I'll I just I'll just um, say that the I, one one number one. He was the best run blocking offensive guard. Number five best uh, pass blocking guard. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'll put I'll say. I'll I'll put him as a definite third in this list just because. Oh yeah, he's slight, slight. Actually, not really slight, but there are injury concerns. I mean, back to back years. Sure. Now, so yeah, no, I, I honestly, but that's the reason that, I would he's put still him. Still amazing. At, I mean, the reason I put, I mean, my top two, they don't miss games, but mm-hmm. I still think that Brooks has got a is better, higher higher ceiling player than than who I added to. The number one is just the younger guy, and I think we're on the same one here, but. He's got a higher ceiling, I think. But I would have put Brooks, I think, two, three at, at worst. But, yeah, that, that was a bummer. Talk about a horrible offseason. Yeah, Brooks go down, Deshaun Jackson thing, and now Barnett, Hargrave, and Miles Sanders are all out for a couple weeks. And Goodwin is not going to play. Oh, yeah, Goodwin didn't. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And Dougie P got corona. It's just like – And fuck. Lane. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly can't keep – List goes on. Yeah, we've had a lot of bad news to, for an offseason that wasn't actually an offseason. Every team was supposed to cancel their offseason. Somehow the Eagles had a horrific one. Yeah, well, you know, some what goes around comes around, I guess. But I will say it, it will be interesting to see how it unfolds with, like, uh, I heard, like, hockey hasn't had a case in weeks and the NBA hasn't had a case in weeks. So, obviously, there's a lot, lot more players involved with. Yeah, we'll games. see. I, we'll, we'll, that could be another video. We'll get to that. But I, I, I think the NFL is going to be stubborn and do it their way and probably take a similar baseball approach and, Anyone test positive? Fuck it. We'll just power through. Well, the Mets just got a whole bunch of positive cases, it looks like. Oh, so. oh another outbreak. Oh, good. But, uh, yeah, so, so this is our interior lineman. So that's this is episode ours. number tw- – I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I've lost count. 11, maybe? Well, it depends. Are we counting the other – like we had our top 100 and our NBA one. No, 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 positional, positional. So positional, this might be episode 10 for okay, positional. I think so. Hit the double digits, baby. All right, well, we'll start, you know, age before beauty, so you can go first. Well, before that, what are we sipping on? Gotta let oh. the viewers know. I always go with the cheapest and delicious Narragansett. The cheapest and delicious. They're fantastic. I, $6 for a six-pack of Tall Boys, 5%. Great what is stuff. it called? Narragansett. Hmm. It's, I'm a big fan. I, it, you know what? They don't even have to pay me. I would sponsor them just, just for fun. <laughs> 
They're great uh, stuff. They're my go-to. So I went to the brewery – or not the brewery. The distribu- beer distributor the other day, and uh, they have all their fall beer in already. Interesting. So I, I went I went and looked. I was like, oh, I'll just get, you know, one bottle of each, make my own six-pack. So I did my – today we're testing out the uh, Southern Tier Pumpkin. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, you Do you like the – did you have the um, – oh, what the fuck is it called? What's the – the one big be- pumpkin beer. Um, I know you're talking. I uh, can't remember. Um, shipyard? Shipyard? Uh, what's it? The Ship- pumpkin? Shipyard, yeah, yeah. I forget. Pumpkin. You ever have that one? Yeah, the pumpkin or something pumpkin. along those lines. Yeah, I've had that one's good too. That one is good. That's the only pumpkin beer I've had. I don't, I don't, I'm not. Huge. Yeah, so they're, they're hit and miss. Some of them are more like wheat tasting. Um, this one, it's got like, it's, it's an ale, but it's got a, like that kind of slight bitterness of an IPA, which is like, okay. But it's nice. It's, good it's got good like the flavor which is like i actually like pumpkin flavor i'm not one of those like basic people um, oh stop when i look at you you are the most basic person i've ever seen <laughs> but it smells so, good all right well here you know let me right, see i'm losing daylight so what do, what do you got for number 10 there on well our... you can go there you can go first there uh you know oh, i can go first tarzan uh, <clears throat> living go ahead so uh yeah, this is a guy I saw on a couple lists, maybe a little, you know, outside the top 10, but just kind of looked at the body work last year. I got uh, Roger Saffold, number 10 mm. of the Titans. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm not – you know what? I'll say I don't have my top 10. Thought about it. I liked mm-hmm. them because I liked them on the Rams too. When yeah. Like they was running his nonsense with all the – you know, with, when the offense is humming and they were able to – yeah, they would do the reverses, the screens, the uh, – counter the you know play action Todd Gurley was balling he was very good very he was I if we did it then he would be easily on this top 10 list but uh, he hasn't skipped a beat he went from one you know offensive player of the year and Todd Gurley to I think Derrick Henry even won offensive player of the year you know or yeah I mean you basically nominee, just, not basically winning, just but, took all my talking points but uh <laughs> that's what I do baby that's what I do <laughs> yeah no I I agreed though because I mean you look at how the Rams played last year and like they weren't their offense was not nearly as explosive and you look at the titans and I, like you look at the line there's you know you have two tackles two guards and a center and then tight ends on the outside so it's a team effort but i mean he made todd Gurley look incredible he made derrick henry the russian king he got him um oh, what's his name i wrote it down real quick him taylor Luan, and ben jones their center that's a really good tandem there on the line they Easily have one of the better lines in the league, and they helped Tannehill get a Pro Bowl, helped Derrick Henry get the rushing title. So, uh, no, I I would agree. I, I like Saffold. I, you know, I didn't go any Titans, but um, I Ben Jones was another one I was considering. I think he was number two, if I'm correct, on PFF as a center uh, overall. He might. I didn't look at. I don't have all the PFFs in front of me, but yeah. So, but uh, no, I I like that pick. Not bad. You you usually start us off with more nonsense than you're doing today, so I can live with that. My number 10, and I tell you, that I switched this one five seconds before I actually introduced oh, the I was going to go with Kevin Zeitler. Mm-hmm. Um, solid, you know, player. He's been, he's been on some bad teams recently, but he's still pretty solid. But I went with someone a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, graded out a little better in um, PFF in particular. Uh, he, he was actually, you know... 15th overall last year, 10 the year before that, 6th the year before that, and 10 before that. Uh, I'm going to go with Ali Marpet, guy from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay. I, I saw him on some lists. I thought about him, but he didn't. Yeah, like a, I, I did not – I wasn't going to do it. I had Zeitler in there. It literally 
seconds before we got into this, I changed it. And uh, one of the things I was thinking of was that uh, I know when we did the quarterbacks, I briefly mentioned since Arians has been an offense coordinator or head coach, his team has been um, top five in sacks taken mm-hmm. every year, except for, I think it was three since 07. Okay. And last year, James took 47 sacks, and that was number four in the NFL, which is a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Marpet, I, I do think that James is just – I think James is just like – he's just not comfortable, has no feel. The amount of interceptions that God takes and the amount of sacks, like he just doesn't have the feel for the game. He's athletic. He's a specimen, big arm, but he doesn't have a feel for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't kill Marpet on that as much. Um, he graded really high. Young guy, I think he's going to play well in the um, – with Brady behind him, someone that's saves offensive lines. Like Brady gets the ball up before he's going to hit. Yeah. Arian, I don't know how the Arians and Brady mix will work. I'm not in love with it. Mostly because I think Arians just quarterbacks out to die because he just throws out deep ball after deep ball after deep ball and just expects his quarterback to either throw it downfield or get lit up. Yeah. Um, but young, he's 27. You know, he's been consistent the last couple of years. He's under the, under the radar. I'm not going to lie and think and say that I actually knew who he was before we did this research. But, uh, you know, going off of my factors, you know, the future in 2020 is very big. And I think he's going to have a great 2020 with a quarterback to get the ball out of his hands and not turn it over. And I think he's young enough that he's still something I can build around. And if Brady's got a couple more years in him, I think that'll help him. Yeah, I think the Bucks have a couple sleeper players on the line. Yeah, but... I mean, they, they, they adjusted. I mean, Jansen's pretty good, too. Mark yeah. got uh, They just drafted, what's his face, uh, Willis at left tackle. So they'll be fine. I mean, listen, Brady's not coming to a shitty off the line. He, he's going to make sure that they're pretty decent and embedded. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think they're they're. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't know how to evaluate the Bucks right now. I think they have a lot of good pieces. We'll see if that all comes together. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how good their linebackers are, and they've secondary and D lines decent. Um, their lines, their offensive line is pretty good. Line, they need I mean, some running back help, but we'll see. It, it comes down to Brady. That's what yeah. it really. And I, you know, I think they'll be. There's a lot of talent around him on that offense. I think they'll be okay. So, what do you got at number nine? Yeah. All right. So moving on to number nine, I have another guy. Um, I've definitely heard of him, but it's not like a name I think of right away. Um, guy out of Cleveland, Mr. Joel Batonio. If that's how you mm. pronounce his last name. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, graded out seventy-four point two on PFF. Uh, two-time Pro Bowl, three sacks allowed, three did have three penalties. So. It's not best numbers you want for a guard, but um, it's over a thousand snaps. But I think he's yeah. he's shown that he's you know continues to get better and he has though, been yeah he's been solid. Like consider like you look at that like Browns line and like they give up so many sacks and Mayfield's always run for his life and Chubb still like had great year even with that. But yeah, you know he's quietly keeping that line together and and helps you know paved the way for Chubb so I think he's a really underrated player I uh no arguments there you will actually see him on my list so I will uh I'll leave it as I'll leave it as is but uh my number nine I uh kept with the youth movement uh another younger guy Mm -hmm. um he's 27 just like my uh Marpet first round pick uh my first center to pop up on the list I'm gonna go with Ryan Kelly Interesting. He he comes up uh, fairly soon on my list as well. So yeah, honestly, you know what? Because Tony's going to come up pretty soon too, so you'll see him. But uh, okay. last year he was eighth for centers in PFF. The year before that he was tenth. Uh, two top ten finishes. Uh, going forward, he's young. He's playing next to Quentin Nelson. Like that's going to help. 
Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, if I'm very confident in him going forward because he has a superstar next to him. Yeah. I, I, I do think he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think the Colts overall have a really good offensive line. I think Brandon Smith on the right tackle is really nice. I think Costanzo coming back was huge for them. Kelly's good. And Nelson's obviously, you know, we'll both get to that later. But um, they have very inconsistent quarter, quarterback play. Brissett wasn't the answer. I don't think Philip Rivers is the answer. I think this is going to be a lost year for them. <laughs> I, I think that Philip Rivers, when the year Eli Manning um, got benched by Geno uh, Gina Smith, Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to see from Phil Rivers. I think that this is going to be Eli's year for Phil Rivers. I, last year, I watched a little bit of the Chargers. He looked awful. He looked like the problem on that team. Like, I know the Chargers didn't have a great year, but he looked like he was the problem on offense. I, think, I don't think he's got anything left. He's going to have the best offensive lineman, argue, argue, you know, arguably to protect him. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's going to matter. Um, but I put Kelly there. You, you know, I, like I said, you know. I'm not huge on the Colts, but I do like him. He plays next to a superstar. He's been solid since he's gotten to the league. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what I got there. All right, fair enough, because, I mean, that's a nice little segue. My number eight was Ryan Kelly. Um, Look at that. Yeah. He, uh, him, him and another guy on that Colts line are, are really good, um, young, still young guys. And, I mean, Kelly's got more of, like, power for a center than, than I feel like you typically see, and he bullies people. Yeah. Um, he only allowed one sack out of a thousand snaps, and I mean, I feel like it's hard to to evaluate interior lineman sacks because it's definitely yeah, it's pressure's definitely not always there. It's more run stoppers in in that area, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, his just been like you said, he's helped. I mean, they've had like no name running backs do really well with the Colts, and uh, yeah, they developed was, into was solid players. He was, now, the, so. uh, he was the number four center in run blocking last year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think that's like eight nine is a good area for him. Yeah, I mean he's my. I mean he wasn't on my list initially. Um, my li- my my top eight, I pretty much stuck through the whole thing. But my nine and ten were up in the air. Uh, his future, obviously, you know, I put some future into this. Like playing next to Nelson, the double teams that him and Nelson are going to create on uh, in running situations. Oh yeah, pretty devastating. So I think that he's going to continue and have a very nice career doing that. Um, I think he's in a great situation. I don't have any faith in their quarterback play, but I like their coach. I like their line around him, but um, I think I think he's a good player. I mean, I mean, he basically, you know what? It basically comes down to if they drafted him three years earlier than they did, Andrew Luck might not retire. But they chose to ignore the offense line for all those years, and then you know, late, you know, because I think I think Kelly was drafted. He was drafted in the first round not that long ago. I think he's only uh, he was drafted 18th overall in 2016 NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, if they decided, yeah, if they decided to put a little more emphasis into their offensive line before Luck got hurt all the time, then maybe he'd still be playing. But yeah. another time, another day. But uh, so next up at number eight, funny that you had Kelly at eight because I have Batonio at eight. Oh, a little, little flip the switch going on there. Yeah, I do like it. Uh, I. Uh, Petonia, you know, he was a, in 2019, he was a second team all pro. He was the uh, fourth highest rated pass uh, protection PFF graded guard, mm-hmm. uh, 12th overall in PFF. That's playing next to some horrific left tackle play. He's a left yeah. guard. The Browns had a shit ton of problems. I think Kitchen was a horrible coach. That was a dis- disastrous decision on Dorsey's we, part. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> which is brutal because you know what sucks for Dorsey is I think that cost him his job because he built that team. But the fact that he rolled – that he went in that year thinking Kitchens could coach was a mistake. And uh, I think that's what cost him that job. But um, Theotonia played well last year considering that there was nothing next to him. And I think there was very poor 
like poor pass, like not pass call, but play calling in general. Yeah, I watched the Browns. There was just they no one like, it nothing was smooth. Nothing was cohesive. It was Baker looking up and down the field for nothing that wasn't there, and then the offensive line just letting everyone run past them. Pretty much. The Antonio before before Baker and all of them got there, I thought he was a pretty solid player since he's joined the team. I know the Browns were never a good team while he was there, but uh, I think he's been a solid guard. I like him. I've liked him since he's been on that team. Uh, uh, but this year, you know what? Playing next to Willis, and they got Jack Conklin on the at right tackle, and Treader's still there at center. That offensive line could make a drastic 180. Yeah, I was about to say the. I think drafting Wills and signing Conklin is oh huge because they're huge. Yeah, their tackle. Well, well, their left tackle sucked. Um, what's his face? Cam Cam. No, Greg Robinson, awful. Yeah, Brandon Smith, who was the right tackle, I have no issues with. I thought he was actually pretty good. I think mm-hmm. it sucks that he's being a backup now, but great depth. Yeah. Uh, I think overall the improvement on that offensive line from getting those two tackles and getting a new coach and the Vikings play in a nice zone-heavy scheme, I think Stefanski's going to lean on that line, and I think they made the improvements. I think the Browns could actually be pretty decent. They've made, they improved the two biggest glaring holes they had from last year, which was coaching and offensive line. Yeah, this is maker – Maker Baker for Baker. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so he's got no excuses now. Like, his line's solid. It's improved. He's got good receivers, good tight ends. So, amazing yeah. running back. What more can you want? So, oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, that's – like I said, I had – I think that 8-9 we have going on there. And then uh, who who'd you have a 10 again? I won with Ali Marpet. Yeah, so we had, you know, wild card to 10 and then – yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Like I told you, I wouldn't kill you on Roger Saltfold. I, I did think about him there, but uh, I yeah, was, I, I, it was. I, I just think that Marpet has a better uh, future ahead of him, mostly because he's younger, mm-hmm. and um, he's got like Tom Brady helps his offensive line. He just gets the ball out of his hands because he, I mean, he doesn't want to get sacked. So you're not going to let up a sack because Brady's not going to get sacked. I don't know how that's going to work with Arians, but Brady will will try to avoid getting sacked at all possibilities. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, number seven, I have a man, a beast. A man. Okay, interesting. <laughs> no women on this list. Uh, three-time Pro Bowler. Surprisingly, doesn't have any All Pros. Uh, last season, he played uh, 900 snaps and had zero sacks allowed. And uh, you know, evidence would show that in the past ten years, he's arguably one of the best, if not the best pass blocking center and uh mr rodney hudson coming in at number seven hmm, interesting uh he's on my list i think you disrespected him a little bit but i'll let you go i had i had a hard time putting him in uh i had him at a little higher and then i had him like a 10 so i kept moving him around but i no. think uh i think him uh, and kelsey are often looked at as some of the best centers in the league it's Fair usually enough. like yeah. A lot of people just, just say coin flip, but uh, I think Kelsey's got a bit of an edge to him. Um, but I mean, I, Hudson's still a beast. I mean, 71 PFF rating. Uh, he's, let's see, he's been 31 years old now. So, I mean, still, you know, peak performance, still playing extremely well. And like I said, I mean, his run blocking's not top, top, like, best there is, but the dude doesn't give up, like, sacks. He, he protects for his quarterback phenomenally and – uh, just they're, the Raiders' offensive line is actually going to surprise people this year. I think they're. Oh they're yeah, stacked. no, I think they're, they're, they're going to be really nice. 
I, I don't I don't have my uh, pillow on my blanket, so I'm not sleeping on Rodney Hudson nearly as much as you are. I <laughs> he is a top five interior offensive lineman. I don't know what you're thinking putting him at seven, but okay. I'll let it go. I'll get to him later. Fair um, enough. Seven. I you know continue with the trend. I went with a center as well. I went with a guy um, coming off you know one year of success. He's a young guy, a rookie. You know, there's a lot of young guys on my list. But he's, uh, he graded out as the fourth best um, center for PFF last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Eric McCoy, the Saints uh, center. I, I looked at him pretty heavily and then arguably chose um, the Titans guy over him at number 10. But See, you know what? He was uh, fourth highest for centers PFF, and he was the third best pass blocking – or no, I'm sorry, run blocking center for PFF. On a team like the, the um, Saints, I'm sorry – the run blocking interests me because they you know you, you drew Brees just flicks his wrist and throws the ball and michael thomas is catching it he just he caught 149 balls basically running an inside slant from five yards away so they're not very you don't think of the saints as a run heavy team but he he he's a that's his strength is yeah. you know he's a great pass blocker you know even breeze and bridgewater stood up plenty of times all the all year last year to come in fill in for max unger his first year and and played incredibly well i think the saints line is very good they're a top five unit we obviously talked about armstead and Ramscheck when we did tackles mm-hmm. um i think andrews pete's is a pretty solid player too he's had a couple bad years recently but uh yeah. i wouldn't pass him warford i mean they released him but i thought he was pretty good as well um between those two tackles and mccoy that's something to build around he's a rookie you look that good your rookie year you're making the top 10 in some way i mean your future's gonna look fine um drew Brees gets rid of the ball quick that's a, a solid offense, well-coached team. I have no issue. I have no worries that they're going to, you know, descend in you know quality of play at all. Yeah. Um, so I, I rolled the dice. I, I think he's going to be solid. He's my uh, number three center right now. Like considering coming off one year, I, I I'm happy where he's at. He's a good player though. Young. They're set there, and they drafted a Cesar Ruiz next to him. Former yeah. Center. Yeah. He's nice. That offense line might be pretty good. It's, it's say Ruiz can play because Ruiz going to be, I guess, would be the right guard. He's going to be in between Ramshek and McCoy. Mm-hmm. If he if Ruiz comes out have a rookie year like McCoy did, that that unit that, that's probably going to be the best offense line in football. Should be should be up there. Oh yeah, I, I like him as he was a good pick. I think oh he's he's a great pick. Yeah, he's, McCoy's good. I I mean. You can't ask much more. Center is a hard position to play as a rookie. Like, yeah. there's a lot more thinking that goes into it. Um, like, you're basically the quarterback of the offensive line. You're making the calls. You know, you're calling out the defenses. Blah blah. blah. You know, you got to you got to snap the ball and t- and make your blocks right away. I, yeah. The fact that he did that for a contending team and a team that had a great year like the Saints did, you can't ignore it. No, I agree. I think I think those are all good points. Um, well, I only make. I don't know. Play. I just didn't see. I didn't see enough yet. I don't think. But I think. I think he's going to be in this That's list next year. That's because you weren't year. looking hard enough. But it was there. Okay. So, what do you now? We're breaking into. Oh, we're still six. All right. So, what do you got at six? Number six. So here's a guy, um, and we talked briefly about um, how Brandon Brooks, a little bit of injury concerns going on. So this is another guy I have who. Uh, Past in the past three seasons, out of forty-eight games available, he's only played in thirty-three. Which I mean, it's a lot, but it's not. You know, you not want your center to play, or you want your lineman to play. You know, 
many games as possible. Um, I hear you there. I have Blandon Sharif at uh, number six of the Washington team. Interesting. Washington football team. <laughs> you know what? I uh, don't mean to steal your thunder, but I also have Brandon Sharif at number six. Oh, so beautiful. I'll let you go ahead. I won't, I'll, you know, I won't steal your thunder. Go ahead. But I just want to let you know we did think together on that one. Yeah, I mean, three-time Pro Bowler. Um, you know, he was drafted in 2015, fifth overall at uh, Iowa. So, like, Top you know, five pick as a guard, you better be good. Yeah. And I think he – like, for the most part, he has. I think if he – the health thing, I think if he would have – you know, not going on IR the past two seasons in, you know, November and December that he'd be a little higher on this list. I think his potential is crazy good and he still has the talent to get it done. Um, no, I, I would, I would agree with you. I mean, yeah, I, the only thing I didn't, I, I didn't like about, he's a top five interior offensive lineman without a doubt. Yes. Uh, he's a three-time pro bowler. He was number three in pass protection as a guard uh, for PFF last year. He, He's just not healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. the last two years, I could be wrong. I think he played 11 and eight games, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was 11, eight, and uh, four, 14, I think. Yeah, I have it right here. So 11, eight, 14. Yeah, I mean, actually, he was surprisingly, he was a pro bowler this year, even playing only 11 games. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how the hell that happens. That's what I mean. I mean, I think the, I think the Washington team, you know, Team, the nameless team is a joke and they have a lot of problems and they're not going to be very good. Yeah. But um, when healthy, he is a top five offensive line without a doubt, without a doubt. But it just, I don't have, I couldn't put him in the elite. I couldn't put him in the top five with the elite offensive line, interior offensive line because he's just not healthy. I don't yeah. feel good about going forward with him. And it's a shame because like for interior linemen, he's like pretty good at both run blocking and pass blocking. Like, if only, you know, if Darius Geis wasn't a criminal, <laughs> well, it's, you, know, uh, you know, he might have had a really good career with with him and, and if they could put some more pieces around that line. Because, you know, Sharif, well, like you said, is one of the top five interior linemen. So, What's his face? Um, um, AP. Agent Peterson won't go away, though. Yeah. It's crazy to me how he was, like, looked at as could be – could go down as one of the greatest running – well – I would say he still is one of the greatest. Yeah, absolutely still. But is. I mean like he he almost went down as like the best running back ever to play the game and like he's like an afterthought now I feel like just because of how old he is. And... Uh, I, but I, he's still you watch I, you watch especially like really. now he's on the the Washington football team and we have to watch him play the Eagles like he still bullies people. He's still got the speed and the little little quick jukeness like he's not he's not going anywhere. He's He'll be – I don't know where he'll finish all time. Like, I, probably top ten, I would say. I, he, he had an interview this week, I think, said he's going to go after Emmett Smith's record. I don't know if he's going to get there, but um, he's still productive. I think he yeah. run for 1,000 yards. I mean, the, the line – well, when Shreve's healthy and – I mean, Shreve's never healthy and Trent Williams decided to not play last year because he hates the team. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't think <laughs> – the team, that team's a dumpster fire. But, uh, yeah, I mean, going off what you said, obviously he's a top five pick. I'll keep it short, but, you know, three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he, the guy's a stud. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. tackling college and moving the guard. Uh, he's, just, he's just not healthy. And I, he's, never, he's never really shown me that he can be healthy. The first two years, he played 16 games each. And that second year in 16, he got his first uh, Pro Bowl. So that was kind of like when he was put on the map. And then he had the Pro Bowl the year after that when he played 14 games. Then after that, it was eight and eleven, and this team's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like a guard, you rarely see guards 
or interior offensive linemen get respect on bad teams. Yeah. Because, you know, most of the time you don't know much of an interior offensive lineman unless they're on a good team. This is true. But uh, I think this is a, a good point to uh, show my a little footage, some, some highlights oh. for you of Please, Mr. Sharif. Go ahead. I thought I, – you know what? My shoulders got tired from carrying this team. All the other videos where I came with highlights and stats, I'm surprised to see you with something. You know, Mike Kutztown, what are you, still logging into Kutztown as a student? I, they have um, – they do, like, free alumni courses, so I get, like, a free class. So I was trying to see what it was. Oh, that's good. So, you're get, so you get more than one free class a day or a week? So you get my free NFL class that I give you on a weekly basis and you get free classes from Cutstown? Shut Look up. at you just milking the system for a free education. <laughs> I just want to show you the pure power this okay, man well, has. Don't talk down the highlight before you show it. What, oh, hold on. what the hell is this? We don't get full screen? What are, we, what are we doing? This is amateur hour. My first time. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's roll, let's roll learning. back. So there's hand number 75 right there. Just pause okay. it for you. It's not the wrong player like you did with Mathayu. So he's I'll right relax. here. Just, just watch this. I mean, he's a little off balance, but just, just takes him out. That's a big boy. Goes in to finish him again. Here he is again. Just wait for it. Wait for it. Pow! Look at that. He's a mean. He's That's a another mean, big boy. He's a mean offensive lineman. But he looks hold on. Can we take a minute to appreciate? I thought this was a false start, and I rewatched it. He's just super quick off the jump. Let's watch this. Boom. First step, ready. Oh, gets back. You're not going to sack my quarterback. Get on the ground. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was pretty good. He finished his blocks. I give you, you know what? He does finish his blocks. He's a Look mean him. guy. He's just manhandling people. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That was well done. I mean, the execution could have been a little better for your first highlight, but uh, yeah. I'll let it go. We can't, um, all be, we can't all be winners. You're right about that. Uh, all right, yeah. No, I, 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 you brought up some good points. I like the highlights. The highlights are pretty good. They were good visual representations. You did well there. I wanted to find some of him, like, pulling or him, like, getting some nice blocks. And the first night I saw was just him pancaking people. I was like, this is, this is content. Oh, I mean, he's a, he's a big dude. He's 6'5", 315. I don't want yeah. to catch him anywhere. Yeah, he might I be. Want, yeah. Well, let's see. Him, somebody else on my list is also – there's actually a couple 6'5 people on my, my list. 6'5", 6'4", is, is actually, uh, like, the, the – the, looks like the height for guards and centers. All right, so we both had Sharif at six, so I'm glad that you've uh, started to listen to my, um, my education I've been giving you, so we finally linked up on something. Go ahead and crack our top five for me. All right, um, so my number five is a, uh, a veteran. Uh, it was part of the 2012 Good. NFL draft. Okay. It's been a, a stalwart of a certain team for many years now. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. Mr. No, David DeCastro. Like Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. You know what? I I wanted to put him on my list. No really? I, 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 wow. I don't know. I just I, – something about I, – I mean, I don't know if it was the Mason Rudolph thing and the Duck Hodges. I just was overall disappointed with the Steelers' offensive line last year. Yeah, but he's one of five players on the line, and the Steelers still almost made the playoffs. You know, well, there's... yeah, I know. I mean, like, I, I I thought about Pouncey there too. I thought about Pouncey too. I just I was gonna put him there. I I just you know what? Last year something left a bad taste in my mouth. I, I just, it didn't seem like they they were ever comfortable. I know the quarterback play was pretty bad, but uh, eh, you know what? I I left him. I I didn't think his uh, his future was a, as bright as a couple of people. <laughs> Fair enough. Well. According to you, he's he's not worthy, even though he's made five straight Pro Bowls. It's fair. Yeah, it's debatable. You know, you know, really, 
really high level in both pass and run protecting, but you know, not top I like 10. to keep people guessing on what I might pick. He, yeah, he's he's all right. Uh, I'll, I'll give a nice little stat for you. So uh, ahead, educate me. You you have a, a PFF access. So uh, according to their sure. grading system, uh, Mr. DeCastro is only is one of four guards who have top ten grades in both pass blocking and run blocking since 2016. The other ones. Zach Martin, Brandon Books, and Marshall Yonda. All right, well, pretty good pretty company. Good. Pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good, good company. It's pretty good. Yeah. But I, like uh, you said, yeah, I uh, Pouncey, I I like thought of, but I wasn't really gonna put him in this list just because of I feel like he's not elite like he used to be. Still very good. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I, you know what, I think it was I I did lean a little young on this list. Um, I, you always do. You like? I do. Young. I do. I like the <laughs> I like the forecast about them. Cash is not old. He's like 30. But you know what? So there was a couple linemen who I almost thought, like, I could put him in my top 10 off their reputation. Pouncey was one of them. DeCastro was the other. Alex Mack was another one. Like, I feel like their reputation puts them in the top 10. They're accolades. But honestly, I, I feel like we might have seen the best from, like, those three players in particular that I mentioned. So that was the one thing. I mean, I went young in the list I, overall. I think- I think the Castro and Rodney Hudson for me are in that same boat where like we have kind of seen their best and they're still playing at a high level. Um, but I also find it in like kind of opposite of what you were doing is like Castro has been with the Steelers his whole career. Um, usually healthy, you know, five, five straight Pro Bowls is nothing to sleep on, whether it's the name alone or at all. Like there's only so many linemen that get in the Pro Bowl. No, you're right. I'll I mean, I, one. Yeah. I think right. he's deserving of top 10. Listen, I uh, I five I, might be a little high, but that's I just no no no. I consistency is good. I agree with what you're saying. I do, but uh, my things that I went against with DeCastro is he was an All Pro in 15 and 17, his two best years, you could say. He's been a five five time Pro Bowler. I know he's five years in a row, mm-hmm. but five years in a row. I know he's a Pro Bowler last year for the fifth year in a row, but how many more after that? Like I I just. I feel better about the younger guys that I went with on my list in the future than I do to Castro. I thought the team took a step back. I know, I know that's on the um, quarterback play took a huge drop off, but um, you, you, know, you could say it took a, a hit to the head. You, you could say that. Yeah. You, you <laughs> could say that. yeah that, would, that would be a good point. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I left them off. I just thought if I was starting a team now, I like the younger guys better, especially because like, you know, guys like, McCoy and Marpet, who are doing it so well right now at a young age, and I both think they're going to get better. Mm-hmm. I think Marpet will do much better with Brady than he would Winston behind him, and I think McCoy's just going to grow into his position and be one of the best centers in the league easily. I could see that. Uh, Ryan Kelly, the same thing. I liked him going forward. I mean, the fact that he plays next to Quentin Nelson definitely helps, but uh, I think he's been a solid young guy that I would rather build around those guys than I would with DeCastro, just because Listen, the accolades are nice, and I said he was right there with Pouncey and Mac, but I think they were living off those accolades more than they are about their uh, their future. Fair enough. But, no, I mean, I, I listen, his stats were a little better than I expected when I was doing everything, but I still – I kind of stuck to my uh, my younger mojo and kind of, you know, didn't want to change my mind. Well, you see, as we've gone on, and this is our 10th episode of our Players series, and I've, I've adapted, you know, I've – Learn to look deeper into the younger players, add them in. 
You, I've however, still no, no, no. you, I've however, still neglect you. The... educating you on on NFL knowledge, oh, and God. you started to take notes now. No, no, Finally, no, no, you start no, 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 no. Because of your fake education. news education, I've had to adapt and, and look into the younger stats and really yeah, die. You don't want to look like an idiot every episode. Maybe once in a while, but not every episode. Well, an idiot would leave a five straight Pro Bowler off there. Okay, I've had enough from you. I've, uh, What's your number five? Let's leave go. Me, you are the worst. <laughs> All right, so number five. We actually, since we're talking about the big boys, I've been really into the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, as I mentioned to you. So this guy weighing in at roughly – Roughly nine Stanley Cups, which is pretty impressive. The Stanley Cup's a little heavier than I thought. I went with best, – Best trophy in sports, by the way. Without a doubt. 35, 35 pounds of title championship glory. So yeah, this guy cool. weighing in roughly around nine Stanley Cups. I went with Joe Tooney. Uh, number five? Yes, I did. I had – not to skip ahead, but I have him at number four. Okay, so skip me completely, but okay. Good. <laughs> No, we can talk about it. So go ahead. What you what you feeling, Mister um, Mister Rumor to almost get traded to the Eagles when Brooks got hurt, but yeah, I never saw that coming. Yeah, um, it's gonna happen. So I'll get to the, some of the good stuff. PFF number five is a guard. Can't take that away from him. He's mm-hmm. allowed one sack, one. The last two years combined. Impressive. I do think, and that's kind of why. You know what? Mostly why I think Marpet made my top ten was because I have a great outlook on him and Brady combination. Brady gets rid of the ball quickly. Tony never gave up a sack because his quarterback wasn't going to allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Tony. I think he's very good. He's solid. Um, what's his face? Da- Dante Skernicki, the offensive line coach for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a legend. Like, the guy knows what he's doing. He's just a genius when it comes to, like, blocking and offensive line schemes. They, when you think about when they won that Super Bowl against the Rams, they really weren't passing that much. Like they, they were devoid of the passing uh, options. This was with Gronk. Then, we obviously saw him this past year where they just couldn't score or move the ball or do anything on offense because they didn't have any talent. But yeah. the year they won the Super Bowl, they had Gronk, which was their only option. But they were running the ball. Sony Michelle was a thousand yard runner. They were running the ball heavy. They were using that offense line. Um, I give Joe Tooney a little more um, a extra boost because uh, David Andrews went down with his uh, disease of some sort. Mm-hmm. So he didn't skip a beat. He played just as well next to his you know, top-notch center as he did next to whoever was backing up uh, Andrews, which uh, you caught me off guard. I don't know if I'm ahead. But uh, I thought he was really good. Bill Belichick's the best GM in NFL history. But uh, Isaiah, I don't Isaiah Wynn, is that who you're talking about, their draft pick? He got no, 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 the uh, David Andrews. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he played next to Wynn. Well, his – yes, it's David Andrews is center, and then um, their 2018 first-round pick, Isaiah Wynn, only played eight games. Yeah, so that's inconsistent. We talked about how Biotonio played next to an awful left tackle most of his season last year. Joe Tony didn't have much in between on he, right or left side. He basically him. played with an all-backup line. Absolutely. And, he and still performed at a high level, yeah. He was a second-team All-Pro, and you, you can't ignore that, uh, especially considering – you know, Brady gets rid of the ball, and I get that, but there were no options. There were no weapons on that team. They could yeah. not move the ball. He still played really well. Belichick is the greatest GM, um, arguably in NFL history, because he's, you know, he's been GM and head coach his entire career. Yeah. I don't know about paying a guard $15 million a year when they gave him the franchise tag, but mm-hmm. hey, Belichick knows a lot more than I do. 
but I wouldn't do it. But, you know, Tooney is – he's one of the rare guards that you could actually say is worth that money. Um, I just don't know if I would want to pay $15 million to a guard for one year. But yeah. Go ahead. So, one yeah, of, go. One, one of the few uh, – I mean, you hit – everything I had written down was basically what you talked about. But, like, he – one of the few players not taken in the first round uh, – the first round of the draft, he was a third round pick, 78th overall. So, you know, Belichick hitting on them, on them later picks or middle round picks, but the free agents from Walmart and uh, later picks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, uh, there was a stat here, you know, um, him, Zach Martin, and then Antonio, uh, well, the, they were like far and beyond the best, like, um, Pass protectors over the past like three years or two years, whatever it was. And oh yeah, without a doubt. I watched actually some of his highlights when I was trying to figure out where to place him um, from the Super Bowl against the Rams, and he was making Aaron Donald his bitch. That's dude. The the, the Patriots struggled this year on offense, but outside of Gronk, it was the same offense they had when they won the Super Bowl the year before. But Belichick, well, defensively, Belichick came up with the 5-2 the that stopped the new age offense that McVay and a bunch of other coordinators are running. Yeah. And he basically told the league how you stop the offense, and he figured it out. But at the same time, man, the, the reason they were scoring points was they were running the ball. Gronk, you forget, wasn't really dominating passing. He was just – he's an extra offensive lineman. That's yeah. They were just ran the ball with six offensive linemen. Tooney, I mean, and Shaq Mason was in debate for my top ten. He did not I make thought it. About, I thought about him. I thought about him. I wasn't did. serious. Yeah. But even the year they won off the Super Bowl, they had Trent Brown on left tackle, Tootney right next to him, Mason at the right guard, and Andrews at the center. And then you had Gronk, who's the sixth off in lineman. Pretty good they line. Just, yeah, they just ran the ball to a Super Bowl win. They mm. played great defense and ran the ball to a Super Bowl win. And, I mean, you can't ignore that. Plus, the fact that he had a great year this year playing next to inconsistency on his left and right, yep. I, I couldn't ignore it. So, But um, you said you're number four because you wanted to piggyback off my success, but I understand. My number four, <laughs> I went with a much smarter decision than you did. Uh, I put Rodney Hudson here. That's what I th- I felt like. That's where he was going to fall after you started putting your chips on the board. Yeah, he's uh, he's my second best I'm, center on my list. I'm fine with that. I like I said, I kind of had him all over the place. So that's fine. Listen, you disrespect Hudson. I you could argue I disrespected DeCastro, but I still stick to my list. So we're I'm fair. For the future. We're fair. What? Listen for the people back home that aren't paying attention. Three of the things that matter, last year, next year, and if I started my team, two of them have to go with the future, and I like the future on my list better than I do like dudes, Castros. But let me get back to Hudson. At least I had so, Hudson on my list. Relax. The <laughs> so first, first ridiculous stat, Okay. 11 quarterback pressures in the last three years. Do you That's know 11, 11 quarterback pressures in last year would have ranked him 28th overall as a guard? Sending there's 64 starting guards in the league. He's still in the upper half of guards for one year in total right. pressures that he had in three years. Outstanding. Yeah. He was the number one PFF pass blocker as a center. Josh Jacobs ran for uh, around 1,100 yards. That was behind a great offensive line. I mentioned Trent Brown on the Patriots. He's there at left tackle, and Hudson's there at uh, center. They, the Raiders have a solid line. Incognito played very well coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it starts and finishes with Hudson. He's always been a uh, very good center. Slept on the Raiders for the most part have been horrific up until last year where they were decent. Yeah, like I said, I think their line's shaping up to be really solid. Like top five, honestly, this year looks like. Yeah, I, li- I Hudson Hudson's a good player. He slept on a little bit, but I like him uh, where he is. You, you mentioned the debate between him and Kelsey. 
Mm-hmm. I still, you know, not to really think Hudson's my number two center, and you know, you know who number one is. I, I figured that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, is that your is that your piece on Hudson? That's. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I mean, I said some stuff when you were spewing nonsense when you said what he was number eight or whatever. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I when I corrected you for being a fool for that, I think I covered a little bit more, but. You know, I I know he didn't grade well in the run blocking, but your rookie running back ran for 1,100 yards. You got to give some credit to the offense line as a whole for that. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he didn't look great himself doing it, you know, 1,100 yards is 1,100 yards. Yeah, and I mean, not to take anything away from uh, the run blocking techniques and, and skills involved with that, but you got to figure, like, pass blocking. If you're thriving in pass blocking, it's because you have incredible footwork your your mm-hmm. technique's incredible, and you know you know exactly where you need to put your arms, exactly where to step. The passing so, league, yeah. So, um, all right. So let's crack the top three. What do you got? Yeah, number three have uh, coming in as uh, my number one center, and I'm sure your number one center. Whenever you talk about you know him. what, you know what, I will before you get into it, and I'll let you get into it. Okay, I have the same thing as you do. All right. So at number three, uh, we have Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think it's a good spot for him. I think you you make the argument between him and Hudson, but I think at the end of the day, Kelsey has got the edge a little bit. Um, I would agree with you. You know, someone who uh, kind of grew up into football playing line, uh, just because I was bigger at that age when I started playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Forgot about that. Well, that was my whole growth spurt was like sixth, seventh grade. So, like, I was already super tall, and I haven't grown since then. <laughs> but Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, what happened since then? I was like 5'9 in, like, seventh grade, and then, like, since then it's been nothing. But uh, that's you why, I, you know, mean. I played line, learned about, you know, proper foot techniques and stuff like that. And But, oh, yeah. like, one of the hardest things to do when you play line is to pull because you got to get off your get off the guy in front of you, whip around the entire line, and make sure you don't, you know, disrupt the play. Get mm-hmm. to your man in time. Jason Kelsey is arguably one of the best, um, you know, pulling like linemen I've ever watched. Like he's his agility is insane. Uh, the the speed he displays and the power to able to. And I didn't know he was six three. I thought he was like a smaller guy, but no, he's still got some height on him. He's almost three hundred pounds. Yeah, um, I, he was the lightest um, guy on my list at two ninety five. But yeah, arguably. Arguably the best run blocking lineman on the list, if not, you know, one I would say one of the best blocking linemen. I uh, I agree with what you said. The pulling part is his best part of his game. I mm. actually, you know what, Kelsey, I compare to another Philadelphia athlete, and it's um, it's JT Realmuto, <laughs> because the center position and the catcher position in baseball mm-hmm. are a very unathletic plodding position, like. You think of centers and catchers, you think of unathletic, big guys yeah. plodding around, tough as nails. Jason Kelsey is the most athletic center I've seen. Oh, yeah. Most athletic like lineman I've ever seen. JT Romuto is the most athletic catcher I've ever seen, and it's not really even close. Yeah. I, would, I, I think they're both at the top of their position. I think Romuto is the best center, and I, or um, best catcher, and I think Kelsey is the best center. Mostly because their athletic ability allows them to make plays that the stereotypical position player for their positions can't mm-hmm. make. Jason Kelsey can pull and be the lead blocker on a screen pass, and I see him do it all the time, and it's outstanding. Real Muto is the only catcher I can ever remember watching in baseball that can steal bases. 
It's just that having that extra athletic ability, and he's a little lighter. He's 295, which isn't light, but, you know, 6'3", yeah. 295 isn't exactly the weight, you know, you would expect uh, mm-hmm. from a center. But the guy, you know what? When we need one yard, he's the one that just head down, and he just fucking blocks. He's a steamroller. And, I mean, since he's um, been starting for the Birds center – he started – he's played in 95% of his games. Like, oh, and that one year, I don't, I don't know if it was the Super Bowl year or the year after that, where he had, like, three different injuries. I was going through all that shit and still played and then, like, contemplated retirement and then, you know, he's still playing, obviously. But he does, Yeah, he obviously plays, and that's impressive. I oh, think yeah. that um, the fact that he didn't make the all-decade team was a joke. Yeah. I, know that, I know that Mac and Pouncey, who did make the all-decade team, have more – Actually, Max, Max, good. I thought about putting him on the list too. But. I yeah, but he, Max in that list with DeCastro is yeah. guys that so rack older. up accolades that I don't think are going to get better. I still think if I had to put money on it between you know Mac, DeCastro, Pouncey, Kelsey, who's going to make the All Pro next year? Oh, it's Kelsey without even thinking. Yeah, he's. But well, my thing with him on the all de- all decade team is him at his best. His peak was so much better than Mac or Pouncey. He's more consistent. Doesn't I mean Mac and Pouncey, you know, Mac didn't miss a ton of games, Pouncey did. But the guy doesn't miss snaps. He won yep. a Super Bowl, he's a three time all pro. His high highs is better than any center that I've seen in the last decade. I I think it was a joke that he didn't make the all decade team. I know that Mac and Pouncey have more Pro Bowls than all pros, that's fine. But when you talk about the best center play between those three, like you give me their best play from their peak, it's Kelsey without even thinking. I mean, yeah, three-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll guy, actually go – And he's got the Super Bowl ring. He doesn't have the – I think Mac has six Pro Bowls and uh, Pouncey has eight. He doesn't have all those numbers. But you know what? Like, I, he's higher than that. He, his, yeah. his best years are better than anything you can give me from Mac or Pouncey. I still think by the time he retires, he'll go down as one of the best players to ever wear an Eagles jersey. Like – up yeah, there, listen, you know. Argue it. Um, but good time right now to show you uh, some athletic play. Oh, go ahead, please. Show me another one of the highlights. Can we get full screen on this? Oh, one start, I got. Or? I got you, baby. Okay, all right. Oh, Sorry. oh, big dicks out there. Love yeah, it. we got big dick Corey Clement. Love. So uh, I, believe- I was at this game. Oh, this game doesn't go well. I was the, at this game. This is the Buccaneers game. Yeah, I was yeah, there in is, Tampa. Oh, this is uh, oh, the one that they lost to. Yeah, it was in Magic. September. Yeah, it was hot as shit, and I saw Deshaun Jackson catch a bomb after bomb. Oh, yeah, when he was on the other team. Uh, so, I believe this is a pole, so we'll see his quick his quick speed here. So, there he is. Oh, wait, maybe. Let's see. Let's see. All right, so he's blocking right there. Gets off the guy. Look at this. Look at that speed. Nope, you're not going to make a play. Corey Clement makes it. And then this one. Oh, I love this one, too. There's no way 54 is making this play. I can From seeing where we're at now, there's no way. Oh, uh, yeah, just, no. There's no way. Look at that quick first step. He's already at the same level as Nick Foles is, and Foles had a step ahead of him. Gets oh, yeah. it. Look at the speed. You're not going to make yeah. a play. I'm going to hold you I all the way. Say, I, he got yeah. another guy on the way. Look at that. And it scored Sproles for the touchdown. It's beautiful. I was going to say, watching that just the way that whole setup was, there was no way they was Oh, yeah. Make. Oh, oh, there he is. Yeah. Listen, he is the most athletic center I can think of. Off, like that I've how many seen. how many offensive linemen do you see down the field with your running back? Oh no, no 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 lead blocker. When they run those screen passes, he's the lead blocker. He is the JT Real Muto of football. I mean, he's got a much better career than Real Muto, but 
The same reason I think Real Muto is the top catcher in the league because he plays in the athleticism I've never seen for that position mm-hmm. is the reason that Kelsey is the, most, is the best in the, a center in the football. Is he plays with an athleticism that I haven't seen from other centers. He's the, they play the BCI, BCIF, best catcher yeah, in football. When you think of NFL centers, they are just big ogres that have to take on massive nose tackles and move them. And Kelsey changed – he can do that, but he changed the position because you've never seen a center be the lead blocker on screen passes or pulling like we're seeing there. I, the guy's amazing. He's, he's so good. He's an absolute leader. Um, obviously, I have my number three as well. You hit pretty much all the points I could say, so I'll leave it as is. I don't have much more to get to, but that's how I think about him. So we'll go to number two. Who you got? Yeah. So number two, I have uh, Zach Martin. Of the Dallas I, Cowboys. I have a feeling that our top three is going to be exactly the same, and I also have Zach Martin. Well, I hope you have the same number one as me, because if not, we're going to have to get you into a hospital and get you checked. Well, cause... Come on now. I'm the one giving the free education to you. <laughs> you think I'm going to mess up? So, yeah, I mean, well, before I let you have the, the torch back. Yeah, please um, steal it. Go ahead. The big guy, you know, obviously because we've been talking about NBA basketball, weighing in at 20, 20 Larry O'Brien trophies. As Zach Martin, you gotta love it. Hey, when it's the big boys we're talking about, I don't have many stats. Oh I can only go off the weight. So weighing in at twenty NBA championship trophies Jesus. is Zach Martin. But go ahead, continue your nonsense. No, please go into it. I had no nonsense. I uh, honestly, Zach Martin is like, he's like. I know Jonathan Cooper and um, um, Chance Warmack were drafted pretty high um, as. Offense guards, they were both, like, I want to say both top ten picks. Mm-hmm. But Zach Martin was, like, neither of them really worked out well. Zach Martin was the quintessential, you know what? Drafting an interior offensive line in the first round might be the smartest thing you can do. He's a four-time All-Pro and six-time Pro Bowler. The yep. guy's been in the league six years. He's been in the Pro Bowl every single year. Rookie year, he was an All-Pro. He's been in an All-Pro back-to-back years, the last two years. He's missed two games in his six-year career. He's the epitome consistent. His partner in crime, Travis Frederick, we touched on this a little bit when uh, we were talking about Tooney and Andrews getting um, hurt and retiring, but Frederick retired. Um, right tackle, I think, would be the weak spot on the Cowboys line from when they've been amazing. Now that they've got Lyle Collins, it's a little different, but it yeah. really does. My point is being that it really doesn't matter who's next to him. The guy's an absolute stud. The Cowboys I mean, have been regarded as one of the best offensive lines since Zach Martin has entered this league. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zeke has been a two-time rushing champion with Zach Martin as the leading guard. Mm-hmm. Um, he was number three uh, offensive guard for PFF, number one in pass protection, which is just incredible. Yep. Um, considering you have a – and he was number three in run protection. So he's a top three guy in pass and run. Uh, he's amazing. Like, all you need to know is he's never not had a pro ball season in his career. Which is, yeah, I was just looking at that. He's made six straight Pro Bowls and two, two straight All-Pros. Like, that's – You know what? But here, here's – I will say one thing about that. After that, you saw other guys get drafted in the first round of the interior. You know, Ryan Kelly, which I touched on, was a first-round pick. Our number one, who I assume we both have the same guy, was a, fir- a high first-round pick. Scherf was a top-five pick. It's because of the success of Zach Martin. Him – and he was, what, 17th overall, I want to say? 16th. 16th, close Very enough. close. Good job. I try my best. Um, like, he was the mold. Like, he, I know it's an offensive guard and you want an impact player right away, but when you have a six-time pro bowler 
and you're drafting the first round like on your offensive line, like that, use your first round pick on an offensive lineman. Remember when the, yeah. the Cowboys were debating between him and Johnny Manziel? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine the difference the team would be in if they didn't draft Zach Martin over Johnny Manziel? Um, <laughs> he like he just I feel like he's now our number one guy is like you know he's regarded as maybe a top five ten NFL player in general, but the superstar guard didn't start until I think Zach Martin came into the league. Marcianda was really good. Um, Jairi Evans, uh, Carl Nix, a couple other guys, they were really good offensive linemen. Wow. But when it comes to, like, superstar, I can change your offense, interior linemen, I don't think we saw it until Zach Martin came in. And then, you know, we'll get to number one. But then mm-hmm. the team that drafted number one, top ten in the first round, saw that that formula worked pretty well as well. Yeah, I mean, I just looked over my list, and I have five players taken in the first round. So, I mean – I I have – no, I I was actually – because I was thinking about this when I did it. I had Kelly, I had Shreve, I had um, Martin. So, yeah, I have have four. Oh, because you had DeCastro. You know, I will say, though, after – we only have one – we only have running backs left to do um, for this player series thing, but – I've noted, like, I'm kind of surprised at how many of our top 10 players are first-round picks. Like, I felt like we would have more, like, diamonds in the rough, kind of like, you know, later-round pick players. But it's – most of them are first- and second-round picks, which I goes to show, like, the importance of hitting your players right. Well, of course, because they're supposed to be good. Your first-round right, pick that's, is supposed to be good. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, the way I look at it is this. Your first-round pick is supposed to be good – Mm-hmm. Because if you traded your first-round pick, I guarantee you can get a Pro Bowl player. I don't know. It doesn't matter who. But your first-round pick is yeah. worth a Pro Bowl player. I agree. Amari Cooper, Minka Fitzpatrick, both traded for a first-round pick. These are guys that you can get with a first-round pick. If you need to hit on your first-round picks because, you know, you can trade them for something that's more valuable. They're worth Pro Bowl players. That's what they should be. Um, but – yeah, there was the year when Warmack and Cooper went top 10, both of them as guards, and they both didn't pan out. I don't think it was until Zach Martin came along that NFL teams were respected and realized that, you know what, maybe this is a position that we should emphasize. And since then, you've seen more interior offensive linemen. We mentioned Ruiz, who just got drafted in the first round by the Saints this year. Mm-hmm. You see more offensive linemen getting drafted higher in the first round. And I think it has a lot to do with Martin because the guy came in, and he's been a Pro Bowl player ever since. It doesn't matter what position. If you can tell me that you're a six-time Pro Bowler, you're six for six, you're six years in the year, every year you've been a Pro Bowler, I'll, I'll put a first-round pick on that. I don't give a shit. You can be a kicker. I don't care. Like, that's – you're getting an elite player at a position. It doesn't matter the value. And offense line is very important. I agree. I think the one thing that's really striking about Zach Martin is, like, a lot of these players, especially, um, you know, along the line, tackles, interior linemen, there's usually one aspect that they are phenomenal at if they're like, you know, at this level that we're talking about. And then there's like, like, oh, they're really great at pass blocking. And then like their run blocking is good, but it's not as good as their pass blocking. Like he's elite at run blocking and oh, pass yeah. blocking. Like, he's, well, what did I say? Top three? And, yeah. And, and well, I mean, one stat is kind of mind, mind blown is that his, he has a 95.6% pass block win rate. That's 95% of the time he is going to win that battle between him and the D lineman yeah, and guarding and protecting his quarterback. Like that's, you can't ask for anything more than that. That's an 
Arguably, I mean, I was rooting so hard for the Cowboys to draft Manziel. I would love that <laughs> train wreck to show up to Dallas. Oh, man. And then they uh, took Martin, and that le- that was one of my l- – up until when the Cowboys drafted CeeDee Lamb this year, that was, that, was the, that was the Cowboys pick that stung me the most because I knew Martin would be good, yeah. and I knew that if they drafted Manziel, that would have ruined their team. <laughs> Manziel. Uh, yeah, he's – but uh, honestly, he's – He's set the tone. Like, he, you know what? You realize maybe I can draft that center regard in the first round because they might end up to be Zach Martin. Zach Martin, I would say, changed the landscape of how valuable interior offensive linemen are. Yeah, I think that's a pretty important, you know, point to, uh, to look at our number one lineman who was well, taking home. Before we, before we get it, I'm oh. going to steal your thunder again. Oh, my God. Um, so this one, since I'm talking about big boys, the next guy, number one I have, Weighing in at 1.7 Dakotas. That is <laughs> one Dakota plus a seventh of Dakota. So that's like oh, wow. missing your shoulders. Well, your hair's worth a lot of your weight. So I would is, say yeah, yeah. from you know, I cut off your head and your shoulders, then that's probably what we got. So 1.7 Dakotas. Mm. Number one, I got Quentin Nelson. As do I. I was going to say something, and then you stole my thunder, so I don't remember what it was now. Oh, but. Did, baby. Oh, come um, on. We all know. Everyone watches this video knows that you didn't have anything really that good to say. Um, did you know he was a native of New Jersey? I actually did. Come on now. Oh, okay. You don't, I looked up his, you don't think I looked up his Wikipedia page? I, I, I <laughs> yeah, I mean, New Jersey native. Uh, the, you know what? The craziest thing I look at is I, you look at him and his, he's, he just finished his second year. So he's going into his third year. Two-time pro bowler. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool, right? Two-time All-Pro in his rookie year and his second year. Like, I, you, you know how hard it is for an offensive lineman to establish himself that early when there's, you know, people we talk about who have, like, you know, inflated Pro Bowl stats. Like, you said the Castro who, like, sometimes gets in on name and all these players. Like, as a rookie was an All-Pro. Second year was an oh, All-Pro. Because like, he makes this – because you know what? He plays mean. He's, imagine uh, being the Colts and you get – this lineman that just destroy like comes out like puts the whole offensive line world on fire and on the other side of the ball you have Darius Leonard who puts the whole defensive you know world on fire with his play like that's two really good picks that plan out really well for them like uh listen I agree with you he graded as the uh number three overall guard um 2018 his rookie year mm-hmm. and then well he was 81.6 grade on PFF 2018 okay. third overall this past year, he was 91.2. Number jump. Yeah, that, you're get, that's, the, that's good getting great. In his second year, he was number two overall as guards. Obviously, our homeboy, RIP to Brooks, was number one. Yeah. But uh, even, you know, the dude was graded out as a 91.2. So he went from an 81 to a 91. Is he going to be a 101 next year? You would assume. I mean, the yeah. guy is nasty. You know, <laughs> you know the other thing is – and. Um, we talked about a little bit with uh, uh, who was the one you did the high- oh sure Nelson's mean he's a mean yes. mean person he, he, throws, he not- pancakes people too oh, he he like the blocking is not over until you're on the ground it doesn't yeah. matter if the play's over he's not done blocking until you're on the ground he is a mean person he was obviously a sixth overall pick which is astronomical for a guard but like I said I won't get into the argument again but I think Martin started that trend where mm-hmm. you realize it. Who wouldn't want a Pro Bowl or offense guard, you know, every year he plays? When you draft that sixth overall? 
considering that the Colts were able – the Colts were in great shape that year because they were able to um, trade back with the Jets so they can go get a quarterback. And they arguably got – you know, we'll see how the draft plays out. But arguably, you look at it now, he's the best player in that draft. And there's some other good players there. 2018, you, yeah. I mean, you had, I mean six overall. Pretty high for him. There. You, I mean, you said Leonard already. Yeah. Saquon Bartley was in that draft. The ton of quarterbacks. He, right now, I would say, is the best player from that draft. And they moved back to get him, which is even better for them <laughs> overall. Because then, you, you know, you had an extra pick. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head if the, the, uh, the pick that traded the, the Jets traded them was Darius Leonard. But I know that, you know, they drafted Darius Leonard early in the second round. I don't remember. But, yeah, I mean, like players like, like you know, we talk about – how you're the, you know, more of the younger players. I'm more of the established veterans. But when you see players like this come onto the field, come out of nowhere. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to say come out of nowhere. He was number six overall pick. But, like, you know, just dominate beyond, you know, expectations. It's like. Uh, so, here's a couple of things. So, he uh, obviously didn't allow a single sack, which incredible. 1,042 1, snaps, zero sacks. He, he was one of 25 offensive linemen called for three or fewer penalties. Considering that this guy is a mean motherfucker, that's impressive because I wouldn't be surprised if a ref wouldn't throw a, uh, a flag on like one of those pancake blocks after the whistle just yeah. for unnecessary. Cause that, I mean, that's what he does. Like it doesn't matter if the whistle's going or off. He's still putting you in the ground. Like it doesn't, the whistle doesn't matter to him because you're going into the ground regardless. Yep. He is, uh, he's, he's a stud. He's, he's, He's the pinnacle of this in offensive line movement. I think it started with Martin, and now there's more emphasis on the offensive line. I think there was uh, – I want to say there was three drafted in the top 11 this year in the draft with Thomas uh, Willis. It was and, a lot of – a lot yeah, of linemen went earlier than they sh- than not, most people thought they would have. Well, the, listen like – The Giants took, took a tackle, right? Yeah, they took Thomas really. before. But the tackles have always been drafted well. The interior offensive linemen have always been slept on. You know, you always thought about why would you use a first-round pick on a center or a guard? Zach Martin comes in and goes to a Pro Bowl every single year, and then Quentin Nelson comes in and he's a top-10 NFL player in the end, you know, in the whole league. And you realize, shit, maybe that's a good idea to invest there pretty early in my offensive line, even if it's in the interior. Obviously, as I said, this was all about the big boys. So I don't have many stats, but I got weight. So. <sighs> My top 10, the only one that actually matters. Okay. Do you think it was higher or lower? 2,800 pounds. Cumulative. 2,800. So we got. Um, well, considering there's 10 players and probably most of them weigh close to, if not over 300 pounds, I would say higher. Okay. Well, good. Because you know what? That was an easy question. I just wanted to make sure if you were worthy to get the next question. So, yeah, my total weight of my top 10 just broke 3,000. It was 3,098 pounds. Okay. So, here's my other question. It's a lot of weight. A lot of weight. It's the big boys. Big, a lot of tons. Three tons. So, there's one player on my top 10 list. Okay. All right. So, he's actually on both of our top 10 lists. I'll, I'll be nice. Oh. One player has the same birthday as a Super Bowl winning coach. He's the only player on the top 10 on my list and your list to have the same birthday as a Super Bowl winning coach. I don't want to ruin it for him. I'll, I'll listen to your guess, but I'll leave it up for our fans to decide. Anyone that comments <laughs> the correct answer, anyone that comments the correct answer, Dakota will give you a very nice prize. And I guarantee you it'll be expensive. He doesn't know this, 
But no, I don't. <laughs> I promise you it'll be something nice. If anyone can guess the correct answer, bonus points. Dakota said he'll give you a bonus point if you can name the Super Bowl winning coach and the player that shared the same birthday. But someone on my and your top ten list has the same birthday as a Super Bowl winning coach, and he's the only player to do it on our on our list. How do you find a stat like that? Because I do my things. I do my research. <laughs> While you're over there doing your free courses on Kutztown, I do the real heavy lifting. <laughs> Well, are you going to tell me the answer, or is this like I have come back next time, next episode of uh, Post Phase and Cheese Steaks? Well, I mean, I think it would be cruel if I gave away the answer, considering you're the one giving the prize away to the, anyone that guesses correctly. I so. did not sign up to give nobody a Ferrari, so. I uh, Well, we'll say a Nissan. Dakota will give a Nissan to whoever gets this question correct. You said no Ferrari. I bumped it down for this you. This is not true. Dakota will give a prize of some sort to whoever can guess this correct. I'll give someone a high five for watching a prize this podcast that matters. and Listen, we're, tolerating we're, Tim's nonsense. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You think anyone wants a high five from you? Look at I'll, you. you. I'll wear a like glove. Read coronavirus. Oh, okay. Um, Why am I giving away the money? <laughs> because, I, I mean, I think it makes more sense for you to do it than, I, than me. I don't see that, but. Well, because I made the question. Why would I give away the question? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Without my consent. What, what, do you, but yeah. what do you need me to do? Make up the question, carry the podcast, educate you for free, and give the prize? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just asking for too much from me. Rerun through your 10 to 5. Okay, all right. So. And then I'll do my 10 to 5, and then we'll do our 5 to 1. So my correct, the correct order was uh, I have 10, one with the young guy, unproven, but, you know, big boy Brady's going to put them on the map when they play, like, 8 primetime games this year. Mm-hmm. Allie Marpet. Nine was a young guy again, Ryan Kelly. Eight was Joel Biotonio on the rebuild Browns offense line. Mm-hmm. Seven, young guy again off a rookie season, Eric McCoy. And then six, I went with Brandon Sheriff. Okay. Yeah, my number 10, uh, Roger Saffold, part of that you know reason. Derek Henry in that Titans offensive line was thriving. Um, number nine, I had Joel Biotonio. Cleveland boy. He's got some help this year, so hopefully the Browns can, can see some success. Then number eight, I had Ryan Kelly, the center out of Indianapolis. Uh, number seven was my uh, Rodney Hudson pick, which Tim gave me a lot of flack for, which I said fair enough. Because no, you were foolish for thinking that. Arguably the second best center in the league. And then number, number, seven. <laughs> number six, I had Brandon Sheriff, who would be even higher in this list if he could stay healthy. I hear that. So my five, uh, the correct version. Um, number five went with fifteen million dollar man Joe Tooney. Four, I went with the correct ranking of Rodney Hudson. Three is the goat of centers, uh, the JT Real Muto of the NFL football, uh, Jason mm-hmm. Kelsey. Two, I went Zach Martin, Mister Consistency, that put the interior offensive line on the first round map. And then one is the reason that, you know, after Martin puts the interior offensive lineman on the first-round map, the guy that claimed it as his own, and I went with the number one uh, interior offensive lineman in the league, Ben Nelson. Agreed. Yeah, he, uh, I put uh, someone that you somehow thought was, you know, Listen, a piece, a piece of crust. I look for the future. The future. I don't have time for the past. You're probably one of those people that has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then cuts off the crust and throws it away because you don't think it's valuable. David DeCastro is valuable. That's why he was number five on my list. Uh, number four <laughs> uh, is Joe Tooney, like we mentioned. And then three was Kelsey. Two was the boy, Zach Martin. And then one was obviously Quentin Nelson. So we, we agreed on three, two, and one, and six, I believe. So, and we and can agree on that 
Dakota will be giving away a prize for anyone that can name which of the player that was on both our lists shares the birthday of a Super Bowl winning coach. The only player on either of our lists to actually share the birthday of a Super Bowl winning coach. So I'll, I'll, Venmo, said, I'll Venmo the first person to answer $5. How about that? Yeah, fine. That's more generous than I expected from you. So I'll take that. Um, I need to go pee. So this was fun. Uh, we have one more position left. We're almost there, baby. Running backs. And we should have a guest for that. So that'll be fun. So. Yeah, no, sorry. We, they get stuck with us because, you know, even though we don't set the bar high for guests, no one wanted to do interior off the line. It was a pleasure talking to you. You're a fool regardless. But Signing off. I'll see you. All right. Peace out. Yeah.